Get ready for the Squawking Eagles podcast. The show that covers only the Philadelphia Eagles. Think different. Think Squawking Eagles podcast. Hello and welcome to the Squawking Eagles podcast. I am Mike and today I'm joined by Miguel and Mark. How's it going, guys? Ready? Here we go. We gotta go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. You're I'm, live, I'm right? good. I'm I'm good. <laughs> we have. I would say we have a lot to to go over um, over this last game and have? this upcoming game. I think Do so. We? There's a lot of lot of lot of news. Not news out there that's disturbing, um, and uh, thought provoking. And so I would like I got I got a lot of questions to ask both of you, but before we get started, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Squawking Eagles Podcast, we just hit ten thousand six hundred followers. Woo! Uh, so come on over and uh, follow us over there. Uh, also, on the, we are also on YouTube at Squawking Eagles Podcast. Um, and then uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter or X, we whatever call it Threads, TikTok, we're over there too. Also, if you want to download the Lockerverse app, you can watch along and comment to with the podcast, um, and that's that. That link is in the uh, description below. And don't bet, kids; it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're a subscriber, you can listen to our pre-pod podcast, which uh, we talk about what what our parlays are for uh, for the for tonight, especially with the Chargers and Raiders playing tonight. They're so a, good. What's with like what Thursday night game? My God, <laughs> it's gonna be a slob uh, for sure. Can't I want to know. Hey, this year alone, they, I feel like the Thursday night games, the viewer numbers have to be so down from an average NFL game night. Like, yeah, there's so many bad games. I would say. So. I Eagles, mean, have, have the Eagles have the Eagles played on a Thursday night? No, they didn't play Thursday. Yeah, night our first game was Thursday night. Our second game. Was was that, yeah, remember? No, we, oh, yeah, we were oh, right before we were. Yeah. That was before we were recording on a Thursday night. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's 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 talk a little bit about Dallas. Um, the Eagles. We all, you know, well, I did not expect the Eagles to win that game. I wanted to win the win that game, but they did not win that game. Wait, 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 wait! You, 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 you picked against us. You did not. I did. Us. Yeah, I, I, I did. did. You know what? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, uh, what are you wearing there? Mike looks like a Dallas shirt. It's yeah, a Dallas Cowboys shirt, actually. It's, it's, it's a, I believe blue. I now. think so. Blue. I think blue. so. I figured. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, uh, let's let's uh, <laughs> edit, uh let's edit this man out of this. We don't need him. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So, Eagles thirty-three to thirteen loss. You know, uh, during the post game, you know, in, uh, with the uh, reactions, you know, Nat, you know, he was kind of chirpy towards the end. He wasn't chirpy in the beginning of that of that game. The, it's a whole different game if the Eagles score two touchdowns instead of two field goals. Would you Would you agree? Yep, I do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So that game numbers work. ended. You know, you know, that's how numbers work. Different story if it's you up 14 rather than up six. Um, a lot of stuff coming out about the play calling and who's play calling and 
whose playbook it is. I know, you know, we're not fans of Brian Johnson here, but a lot of the talk is that he's not being he's not being allowed to open up the playbook because it's Sirianni's playbook and not his plays. There's there's Sirianni's plays. I want to hear your thoughts. I know Mark's going to have a long-winded conversation, <laughs> you know, long-winded thing about this. I want to ask Miguel if you have anything to say. Please let us. What, what's on your what's what's on your mind about Brian Johnson and his play calling when he says you know the people are saying that it's Nick it's Nick Sirianni whose playbook it is and it's not really him. He's not really letting loose. Yeah, uh, I mean, I haven't heard much uh, media. I mean, now in my new position at my job, I can't hear all the podcasts I like to listen to before. But right. I've seen the the little news and notes that have been coming out lately, um, especially about how uh, the reason um, why it seems like Jalen's holding on to the ball too long is because the route design is way too long. They're doing seven step dropbacks and it's taking too long for that timing to get perfect. And, you know, a whole bunch of other things that, that are currently wrong with the system. I mean, it's good that we we're here to talk about this because they talk, they say it's good to talk about the trauma. You know what I mean? This has been a traumatic mm-hmm. moment for us, but this shouldn't be a surprise mm-hmm. to any Philadelphia fan. We've seen it from the beginning of the season till now. We've played mediocrely, and when we've got to the to the to the echelon teams of the NFL, we've choked it away. Uh, right. Uh, whether it be coaching, uh, whether it be the players themselves, with AJ, Devontae, and Jalen all fumbling last week, can't have those mistakes in games like that. You know what I mean? But those two things hand in hand is disaster and that's what we've seen these last two weeks um I, I mean to me when i think about a head coach you go into a team the coach comes up with the design of the plays and the offensive coordinator uh either alternates or switches some things that can be beneficial to us in the moment of the opponent that we're playing so um, I know we've all we all know that it's all a collaboration. So who to point the finger at right now? I, I don't I don't know who to point the finger at because it could be Sariani. Sariani could be calling the plays, and we could be still blaming Brian Johnson, even though it's not him. But we will never know that because they don't come out to the media and in 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 inform us of of this information, right? So the only thing that we can do is just hope that they fix it. And fucking next week, they correct it and get us right back on this path of trying to win the NFC East. I mean, that's a good thing about the NFL. I mean, we might have six days to talk about it, but at least on that seventh day, we come back and see how they, you know, fixed their issues from the past week. Well, yeah, who who would have, you know, figured that Jalen and Devontae and AJ would have fumbled all three fumbles in that game. Who would have had that on their parlay? Nobody. Like right. nobody would have guessed that. Nope. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't know who is calling the plays. You know, Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni are like standing next to each other on the sidelines. We don't know behind you know behind closed doors what's what's the play calling, what's the whole play out of the plays. Hmm. But uh, we, and we will never, like you said, we will never know. We'll never know. And 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 um. I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, uh, uh, the one thing that I that I think us as fans and people people sometimes seem to blame referees all the time. 
If there's one thing in the NFL that's consistent is the play bad play, uh, bad penalty calls by the referees. That's the only thing that's consistent in the NFL. Yeah, ask ask Pat Mahomes about the bad exactly. play call, right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like uh, us as a fan base, we have to get, kind of get that out there. Stop blaming the refs. Uh, these these teams prepare for those type of calls. You know, the refs do, and um, you know. Unfortunately, um, it was more than penalties that uh, that kept us from from being competitive against Dallas this week. Yeah, ref- penalties and referees had nothing to do with the way they. No, nah, no, nah, it was just game. bad play. They looked flat. We looked flat the whole game. They did not look hype for that mm-hmm. big of a game. I don't know if they planned a vanilla offense because this is a team. Just like the week before, we saw the Forty ers Mm-hmm. We might see him again in the playoffs. There's another situation where we could see the Cowboys in the playoffs as well. So right. I don't know if that came into play as well with the game plan this week. But I, I, when I look at this Eagles team, my my finger pointing goes to the coaching staff. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, Mark, what's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? Let us have it, brother. Let's go. The floor is yours. I have a book. <laughs> What's it called? Quiet Strength. Quiet Strength. This is Tony Dungy's autobiography Tony Dungy. last week. So you know what's really cool about a book? There's, there's a lot of pages, a lot of words on a lot of those pages. Now, if I read just these pages here, did I read the whole book? Nope. Uh, no, you're only holding like what three or four pages there. No, you didn't read the whole book. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the whole book. No. So if I handed you this book and said, "Hey, can you read these play th- this book right here, these pages, and then tell me how the whole book goes?" Could, could you tell me how the whole book goes? No, no, not at all. Okay. So uh, I think if I handed this book to Brian Johnson and asked him to <laughs> read me this book, he'd yeah. read about that many pages. Or he would just color in it, right? Color yeah, it. well, I think he would probably color in it once he finished much on the damn crayons. Uh, you see, I, I get it. I get it. Oh, it might maybe it's Sirianni's playbook. Well, color me stupid that he's been here a few years, but uh, I just don't in I can't process in my head that Sirianni would have taken a playbook, even if it was designed or created with others such as Steichen or or you know previous you know coaches of the past and went hmm we're gonna remove this many plays books now this big you've got a screen you've got a screen you've got a screen you got a screen another formation quarterback draw quarterback draw option and really long ridiculous pass number one two and three and that's it because if you watch our games little voice crack there um past couple weeks i feel like i could probably write down seven to ten plays and have that be pretty much the entire game for the plays called even when we have the ball for 40 to 50 plays a game or so it just seems like there's people grasping at straws trying to change the blame trying to look a different direction Look, it, it's it's a first-time guy as our offensive coordinator who's worked with quarterbacks his whole life. 
He works with this quarterback. He wants this quarterback to succeed. And uh, he's one of those almost like a ma- a kid playing Madden for the first time. They're like they get the player they want. Like, oh, I'm going to give it to them because they're going to do it. I know I've got a whole team around him. And don't get me wrong. The blame for the fumbles is entirely on each of the players. Uh, that's never coaching. Like at this point in your age, it's like being offsides as, as an offensive player at the end of a game. Like, like a wide receiver. At this point, like yeah, yeah. If you're, at this point in your career, you shouldn't be that stupid. You should know how to check where you are. Right. You know. So as an as a player, you should know not to fumble the ball. Right. You should know how to ha- handle it. And make sure you're not dropping it. That's on the players. But the 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 lack of play calling, and you could say, you know, oh, the 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 routes take too long to develop. I just think they're a bunch of bullshit. I mean, people are talking about how much Hertz is under pressure. Hertz is averaging more time in the pocket than like anyone else by mm-hmm. a long shot. Like, it's not even like a tenth of a second. It's like half a second to a full second more than most quarterbacks. Maybe we maybe it is like the passes are ridiculously set up to be some insane innate passes, like run slants. Run some ins, run some outs, run some drag routes, like quick, short passes. If you actually listen to a word I've said this whole season about run the ball, run the ball, short pass, run the ball, pass, run the ball, run the ball, pass, take a deep shot, and then you laid that over our game against the Niners and partially the game against the Cowboys, you'll see that they took that exact recipe and just did it because it works. And if you look at a lot of games, you'll see teams doing things like that and it works and you'll see teams that are lopsided. you see like the Colts beat the Ravens early in the season. Well, Zach Moss ran the ball that game like 30 times. And then you don't have to rely on a quarterback to do all the crazy things and they can get away with one or two nice passes that end up taking, you know, some good plays. So you can say maybe it's Sirianni's playbook, but if you're not going to read the whole playbook, it's still the person calling the goddamn shots where you see at the sideline covering their mouth between every offensive play. And it's weird because it's not the guy with the headphone up here screaming at the ref named Sirianni. Right now, in my fan, it could still be Sirianni's fault that he's not taking more of this going like, yo, BJ, we got to fix this up or you got to go. But right. It is what it is. Well, like what you said earlier in your rant, it says Derek Gunn, who's a, he's been an Eagles, I guess, beat reporter for a long time. He says that uh, someone, a player on the Eagles team told him that the Eagles team has become too predictable. Like you were talking about, they're too predictable. And yeah, again, we're talking about a 10 and three team here, but I think they've become too predictable in these past four or five weeks. Mike, uh, I mean, when you're sitting there watching on TV, yeah. and mind you, we're watching the TV version of the game. We're not watching all 22s. We're not watching. When we can, me especially, as somebody who played football as a as a, a teenager, you know what I mean, in high school, mm-hmm. and, and, and watched it all his life, when I can look at the way they line up and tell what type of play is coming, how – there's fucking people that get paid on the other side of the 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 field that know that have played coming as well. Exactly. Like, yes. I mean, I would hope all, they do. I we, mean, we, you're we right. It's easy to recognize. We all were a little bit um, skeptical when we first got these uh, two O season. You know, we're coming from a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl loss. You're bringing in two rookie coordinators. I mean, I I don't know how Sirianni doesn't step in and say, listen. This is how 
I don't even, but you know, they always yeah. say lo losing exacerbates a lot of things. So, you know, they it came out that the player that talked to Derek Gunn was actually AJ Brown. It has come out, and he said that you know, you know, if you look at what he actually referenced Dallas and how Dallas put their receivers out there and Dak put the ball in their hands, and he said Jalen wasn't doing that, and he and he said he actually said he was tired of this shit, like. AJ Brown is is saying he's tired of Jalen Hurts's play call uh, plays and jo Brian Johnson's play calling. Yeah, well That's, they're throwing through. They're throwing to they threw through only three people last week. Yeah, the, the same three people last week. Like they didn't spread the ball around. The only only person that other person that caught a pass was uh on the punt on on the fake punt. Like yeah, Zacchaeus from May. That's Zacchaeus. I don't even remember who it was. Yeah, it was I don't Zacchaeus. Walking yeah. Zacchaeus. I was so upset about that. Yeah. But it's just like you're not spreading the ball around. You have all these guys. You have Goddard. You you, you know you've kept uh, um, um, Watkins on on the on the roster for what? Like what are they doing? And what's Julio Jones there for? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. Wasting money? Wasting money? It's a wasting waste. talent? Yeah. Waste. Just he just, he just t cashing checks and he's just not doing anything. Like yeah. you you have like. I, I know in the you know in the post game reactions, I I said you know great to have Boston Scott out there, but you're not running Swift. You're not running him nearly enough yeah. to just swap Swift to swap him out. And and earlier in this in the season, I was like maybe they were preserving him, but yeah, now but for, for what? what? Like, well, yeah. what are you doing now? You're like, if you've, you're gotten, preserving you've gotten him. so far away from the run that. Nobody expects us to run the ball anymore. Even Jalen stopped running the ball last week. Like he no. didn't, he didn't break out open a uh, twenty yard run or anything. He barely got to the sideline. Barely. Like he's got to really be all season. I feel like he's jogging. I feel like every he's, time he goes yeah. for a run, it's it's like a half run, half like you he's, know movement. And I like, I'd understand if you're trying to preserve DeAndre by using him in, in small action, but that then that the other side of it should be eaten by your other running backs. Right. We barely seen Penny. Gainwell's getting two or three carries a game. We had four this week. Wow. We had Boston Scott with three this week. Another huge averaging three yards a carry, averaging seven yards for Gainwell, averaging three and a half for Swift. So it's weird. And Hertz averaged six. Our run game has repeatedly been above average the entire season, no matter who runs the goddamn ball. Right. But we don't run the goddamn. I mean, combined, our running backs ran the ball for less than 20 carries. Yeah, and I understand, like, oh, good. yes, yeah, I, I get the quarterbacks count in the carries, but they shouldn't. I mean, we've learned, where is RG3 right now? He's a, he's a commentator. He's a commentator. <laughs> now, Lamar's had, oh, we're wrong. Lamar's, you know, been a bit of a stretch longer. And I know Vic, we, we had Vic, and Vic was a, a rare specimen. But... We've already there's already been injuries concerned for for Lamar. Vic wasn't uh, you know uh, completely immune to, to no. injuries. Mm -mm. Hertz has uh, we people have talked about his knee since the Jets game. Yeah. So why are we still running him five to ten times a game? I'm okay if he scrambles. If if the play falls apart and that man scrambles, he typically scrambles better than most, and he can protect himself. Right. But can we stop with the stupid designed runs? That are only risking his injury and hurting the rest of the team. It's useless. Run the ball with your running backs. I don't understand how much more I need to, to talk about the name of the player and the reason they're called that. Right. To run well, the ball. Yeah, you know, there's a video I, that was posted with Jalen Hurts running. I think it was back in 2021, 20, maybe. And then 
you know, his running abilities, you know, last game, they're not the same. They are, they do not look the same. And you can tell he's like dragging something. He's, he's dragging something. And, you know, is it, is he just dragging his huge contract? Is that why, is that why he's not running as fast because of his huge contract? He's dragging behind him. I don't think that's it. I think it's the way he might put on. Yeah. That, uh, that for sure. I said that last week as well, or, Couple weeks ago, he's been told not to run, be protected, yeah. protect yourself. But also, I mean, dude has like a hundred pounds of padding on. He has yeah. the rib cage. He has, you know, the shoulder pads. Obviously, the leg pads, the thigh pads, the brace. So, yeah. I don't know if that has any effect on them, but it has to have. It has to have. No, I hundred percent um, believe that they were like, "Hey, so we're gonna do a quarterback run eight times this game." However, don't run. Take it like a half step above a brisk walk. Right. That's <laughs> right. what it looks like. It's not, it's it's not the same. There's just there is something amiss. There is something not 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 right with him because you know it's just like you saw on the sidelines. Like even on the sidelines, yeah. I know when they're winning, he kind of has the same look, but the look he had on on on, on Sunday night. Kind of like deer in the headlights. He like can like can really look confused to me. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. And that's that's I, concerning. I think it's. Concerning. I saw Devonte. The Devonte looked lost in space. Just yeah. No, all and, and then there's AJ Brown bitching and bitching and complaining. Like you're it's like they they said. Are they losing? Like are the coaches losing the locker room? Is that possible for a ten and three team? Has there been any players only meeting yet? Because not that I've know of. Not that I know of. And and listen, I mean, listen. Uh, it's obvious that Slay has lost a step. Um, well, he did. He did have good coverage though. He he didn't get. They didn't pick on him too much. He had good coverage on Monday. They they didn't. But at the same time, there was a couple plays there where remember I brought up last week where he said in his podcast he has a if he has to tackle running backs, he's making the business decision. Yeah. He gave a, a couple little shoulder shoves to get yeah. uh, 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 Pollard to the to the out of bounds area, but well, I, a couple of fans the you know the week before, a couple of fans were outside the Nova Care <laughs> Complex and they had a sign that said "Run the ball." Obviously, they didn't run the ball. So the following day, they had another fan was out there, and it was uh, "Where's Penny?" and they had trash cans with Darius Slay and Bradbury's name on them because mm-hmm. apparently they're trash. And and, and uh, Slay went and took that picture and put made his profile picture on Twitter. Nice. He he's watching. They're what they know. They it's they're not stupid. You know, players. Well, they, hear, listen, they, they listen. They listen. They're listening. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of them listen to our podcast. Yeah, hey, like, ranked thirty one last week. Right, we're yeah. ranked thirty one last week. Um, yeah, I, I they're listening. They hear all the players know, and I think. You know, there's you know these these veterans that we have in the in the in the locker room with Graham and Kelsey and Lane Johnson and, and Fletcher Cox. They're gonna have they're gonna say something to somebody. They're, they're, they they if they didn't have a play all players meeting, they had something on the side with somebody. You know, you know, if AJ Brown is a captain, what, why why is he out here talking to Derek Gunn complaining about the play calling? He, he that's not what a captain does in my mind. No, you call that shit out in the locker room. You call yeah. it out of the team meeting. You you. You pull coaches aside, like you guys make it a bit. You got to make it a big deal. You can't, you can't have the fan base telling these coaches what to do. These players, yeah. I, I mean, and I thought that's what we did last year with Steichen. Remember, they complained and they felt yeah. uncomfortable. They played this type of way. Like, 
I don't know, man. I just I, – I don't – and our defense, man. Where Where's our defense? You know, we haven't had a sack in, like, in the last two games, three games? Well, Hassan Reddick had a sack. I mean, but that's, where's everybody else? Nobody, nobody's nobody. That that was that's another concern. They before I move on to that, I just want to say about the locker room. Jeff McLean, who's covers the Eagles, he said that and he's been in the locker room, Eagles locker rooms for a long time, and he said, and it's this is nothing like it was in 2020, where the locker room was completely um uh separate and like you know, and like broken. Like uh, remember with with under Doug Peterson? Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that. And the locker room is um, still still like together, but there's like like they said like things are it's being leaked to out. Fracture. They're starting to it's fracture. A, it's starting to fracture. When, people, when when team members start to chirp, there's a problem. Yeah, and then what what, what cures that though? A win, winning, a, a blowout win. Now I have yeah. a question for you. The last time the Eagles held a halftime. Lead. Do you does anybody remember the last time the Eagles held a halftime lead? Uh Super Bowl. No, no. Sooner than later than this year. They've definitely held one this year. Yeah, the Minnesota game. Uh yeah. It the Phillies, it was game five of the Phillies when the when the Phillies took a three two NLCS lead. That was the last time they had a halftime lead. That's October. October was the last time. That's wild. October. I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second. There's, I don't know if you guys hear it in the background, but my neighbor's doorbell is like blowing up. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was the last time the Eagles def- the Eagles offense has taken a lead into halftime. It was when the Phillies were in the world of uh, the NLCS back in October. We're in the middle of December. How that we are. is concern. Very close to the end of the year. Yes. Now, the Eagles. Are, are, are do the Eagles have an offense that could put up thirty points on a team? Yes or no? Easily, easily. Now the Usually. question is, can the defense not let up thirty points? Because that's the pro- also, that's what the problem is. Easily. How how so? I mean, we got probably arguably. Well, it doesn't show this year because I think of the way we're setting things up. One of the best, if not, I, I would say. I still think it's top five D line in the NFL. Uh, obviously, we're a little hurt at linebacker. I continue to stand by the fact I, I do believe that Dean is a better player than uh, what we currently have with our players, uh, with our other linebackers in the core. I think Cunningham, it's good to have Cunningham back. And, you know, I was hoping Shaquille Leonard would be able to provide a little more veteran experience. I hope Maury's here. He'll do better. Kind of like Byard's first game, Byard we had. He was like, eh, you know, kind of learning the system. Second game definitely showed up a little better. I hope we'll see more out of Shaq Leonard as, uh, you know, move forward. But uh, linebackers, you know, like I said, we got uh, okay linebackers. And the secondary, look, yes, yeah, Slay might be a little slower. And Bradbury might be a little slower. But they're still, in my opinion, probably, you know, they're still top, you know, 15, 10 cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, you still got, you know, these, yeah, these young guys, they're young. You know, you got Keely Ringo, you got Eli Ricks. They're learning. They're getting better each week. You know, you, you got, you, you got, um, Sydney Brown, who's who's been developing into being a better safety. We got uh, what's his name? I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, Blankenship, who who yep. is you know he's playing more snaps than anyone in the league right now. He's got to like get some rest. He's hurt think, too. He might not play on Monday. And I feel like, for one, 
I don't know. I was always under the impression from high school when I played, and I thought most teams followed this up through college, was that like if you're a starter, there's like a one in a hundred chance or so that you're going to be on special teams because you're kind of more important to the game that you really shouldn't be on special teams. You can't convince me that Blankenship has played such a role on special teams that no one else could fill his shoes. Right. I don't think he needs to be out there for those extra snaps every single game. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. I would think you want to know, like, oh, how could our defense not keep allowing 30 points a game easily? We put, you know, a fifth guy on the line, put a little more pressure on these quarterbacks, and maybe rotate our players a little more off, especially the D-line guys. Maybe rotate these safeties. Like, if you're, you're in a good spot, let Sidney Brown get a few more for plays. Let Blankenship get some rest so he's not out there getting hurt. You, you, you got to move some things around. Maybe, you know, throw a couple more schemes in there. Just kind of focus on how to uh, control your defense. You know, a stunt or two here, but just kind of, we don't need to always play off our corners by like seven yards, you know, like mix and match little things, move our players up a little bit and don't make stupid. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what, one thing you want to see us make better to see, you want to see us, you know, win and, and not let up 30 points a game. Yeah. How about any third and short? We stop putting our corners and safeties 10, 12 yards off the line. Stop giving them a free first down. The amount of times I've seen us on a third down play where our corners are so far off that it's literally it's just like here you go here's here's first down we don't want to stop it we want to keep we want to stay here we want to burn ourselves out in the first quarter second quarter it's unreal they they're the it's worst like, team on third down conversion on defense which worst. is insane <laughs> and it's entirely the defense that, like the way the defense is standing up but I said I've said earlier in the podcast that like you know well Deshaun Deshaun Desai is kind of new to this maybe we got to give him a little benefit because i feel like he's always made those those changes in the second half well those have stopped so i've stopped believing yeah. you know <laughs> if you go back our whole season like oh you guys are pretenders you guys keep winning and like it's it's never a great game and all of a sudden we get smacked um what i noticed is the defense has stopped making adjustments and we just got blown out the past two weeks and now i'm just like you know what but also i'm like the the defense has been out there a lot. Like they're gas. They like are, they are. I think what was the stat? The, the crazy stat was like somebody was out there for like eighty eight plays, ninety two plays, something like that. Uh, against the, against I think. the Niners, Blankenship was. Yeah, it, I mean these guys are gas. The, the the offense gets off the field too quick. There's no yeah. there's nobody playing. I mean, the rotation on the defensive line is not there that we've had last year. Like, where's yeah. that rotation at? Which I thought that's what the plan was, to have all these guys and rotate them and have them keep them fresh. They're right. not doing that. There's, they're not, Well, again, also, they, you know, Fletcher Cox was out of game. He was hurt. Milton Williams was hurt. You know, guys have been hurt, but still the rotation. Like, like Jordan Davis is out there a lot. Like, he's gas. Like, these guys aren't used to playing this much at all, if, if at all. Mm-hmm. Uh I want to do a one word for this game before we move on talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. For me, this the one word uh, is heartless. The Eagles were did not have any heart out there. Uh, you know, they showed that they were just let just let Dallas run it over and do whatever they wanted, and they didn't they didn't really fight back. You know, Jalen Carter got a touchdown. That's it. He has more. He had more touchdowns than the offense. Eagles' offensive offense of that that game. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Definitely. Uh, my word is uh, embarrassing. Um, 
just the performance overall by the coaching staff, by the players, um, the amount of turnovers, the lack of um, defensive stops, um, just all around, just embarrassing. Embarrassing, for 100% embarrassing. Mark, we got we got a word for us. Mm. Silence. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a single word to sum up the way that this team has played. It, you know, I've actually been sitting here thinking about it for like three, four minutes, and I'm just not coming up with anything. Kind of like the Eagles offense. You know, just blank. uh blank. blank. I think it's gonna be my word is blank. <laughs> it's a disturbing time. I've got no, my neighbors who crazy. are Giants fans sending me like memes that like, hey, we're coming for the playoffs. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, we're in and I don't even feel excited about it. <laughs> like right. I don't even Yeah, you know. I mean, thanks for reminding me that I was listening to New York Sports Radio. They're looking to beat the Saints this weekend and 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 try to come into that Christmas day game against us and uh, try to upset us and put themselves in, in, in playoff position. So we're not we looking good in our own division. Right Santa. Hey, that we need it might it happen. Might, might we won't have, have snow. Everybody's, you're going to have, might gonna have to bring something. Maybe maybe yeah. something else besides a snowball because we're it, not going to have any snow that day. It's crazy how hey, this hey, fan base hey, is hey, being right now. Got your mouth right there, my guy. <laughs> it's crazy how this I, fan base is being. <laughs> I want snow on Christmas more than I want anything right now. So you it's shut your nah, 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 you shut your mouth. You're a Dallas fan and a summer person. 100%. Move to the south, you 100%, silly you. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But this is a ten and three team, and we're we're talking. And we're, about complaining, this team. we're complaining. I know, we're talking I about this team go. like they're three and ten. Like I know. It's, it's fucking I know. ridiculous. I hope I don't have to talk about the Eagles three and ten for a long time. I hope it's right. a long time until the three of us talk about the Eagles being three and ten. What if we just don't talk about the Eagles being three and ten? Like, what if we just don't? <laughs> There's that. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're going into uh, Monday night four point favorites against a team who you know plays well at home, but they're they're beat up too. Like their quarterback Geno Smith was just just listed as uh, going to be. He's going to play, but he's hurt. He's not hundred percent. Uh, you know, Seahawks are a well-coached team. Uh, you know, in my team comparisons, it's going to come out that you know the Eagles have a lot of uh, advantages. But when it comes to coaching, I'm going to say the Eagles' coaching staff is not as good as Seahawks at this point, in my in my opinion. Uh, but they also they have the, the Eagles have the advantage in quarterback, in running back, in tight ends, in wide receivers, offensive line, defensive line, maybe not on linebackers but you know this game is a it's it's a in my mind a must win and i want to hear what you guys what you guys think mark what do you what do you think about this game the hell was that i'm oh, sorry it's all like a thing on my computer screen look i'll tell you what i think about this game run the ball <laughs> run the ball but saying it for 13 games, 14 weeks. What is your problem? And not, I feel like I have to actually specify because someone's like, you're running the ball with your running backs. <laughs> the guys whose job it is to run the ball. Like, you wonder, you like, 
how successful are we at the tush push, the brotherly shove, the the, the, the QB sneak that's on that's the league. That's, that's the league. 90, 92% success now, rate. Now, I'm going to – easily enough, we'll agree here. Hurts, Mariota, if you had to say who's probably the stronger runner, who's got who's got the, the stronger push of legs, it, we're going to go with Hurts, right? He's got the 600-pound squat. Yes, 100%. Okay, okay. If you remove the O line, does he get the first down all those times? No. Um, if you remove no, probably the O line, probably not. No. no, no. Other teams now, would you say if you're looking at let's say runners uh like like Josh Allen, he's a solid built guy, he runs well, right? 100 percent Yeah. Yeah, now, now, are they team. as successful? On, on, no. On, no. Um, would you say that Josh Allen can probably squat close to 600 pounds as well, right? We he's a strong guy. Strong guy. I, I believe I he's know. up there. If I remember yeah. checking the stat, he's up there. Yeah. Um still don't maybe. Do it, crazy. But what's the difference between a guy who can squat 600 pounds and a guy that can squat like 580? And then the play is them moving forward. And there's there's only people between them as their O line. What's the, the difference there? The offensive is it line. Maybe it may be the offensive line. So, yeah. so you're saying we've got probably the most successful offensive line at a two to three yard push all year against anybody we want. Yeah, it's been about they, they were able to do it against every single team. So, if, if maybe I know this is a crazy thought, mind blowing, maybe those guys are really good run blockers. And maybe if you if you ran the ball with your running backs and the run blockers did a run block more than 10 to 15 times a game, you'd gain enough yardage to, I don't know, maybe win a game, maybe put some points up, maybe rest your defense, maybe, maybe look like you belong at 10 and three. Like my question is if it's three, if it's third and three and you pass the ball, you're just giving up. Like, why not run up the middle and then do the the brotherly shove? Like, how? Why aren't they doing that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if you go first and ten to like second and seven, and then you try to throw the ball and you don't, and then you run it again, it gets like you know your third and seven becomes like a fourth and two or a fourth and one. Because ran it, it works. It would work, right? It's, it's not mathematically. But here, here's the bigger issue: is that. Yeah. First down, pass. First and ten. Second and ten, pass again. Second and ten. Now you have to third and ten. You got to pass now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, or or that's when you quarterback draw because that's what we like to do. Right, but that's that's yeah. the that's their play calling. The play calling is predictable because they're not they're not doing it in a way where it makes sense. Like they're they're not running on first down. They're always they're passing. It seems like like. The beginning of the game, it was run, run, pass, run. It was, it was, they were running the ball. It was like that was the game plan. It looked like they were going to do that the rest of the game. And then they stopped. Got away from it. Like, why? Like, why? Why? Like, you can't tell me that their, their, their menu of plays was only planned out for the first six plays. Like, Andy Reid used to plan out the first 20 plays of the game, if not more. It doesn't make sense to me that they would abandoned something that was working so quickly and, and like is, are they afraid are, are they afraid of something they go it what do you got, like, got? like they it almost like they just wanted to line up off sides 
at the end of a game. Just oh wait, a different team. Sorry, go ahead, Miguel. Sorry, different team. Different team. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know what it is. It's, they don't want to use the their running backs. They just I don't know. They're trying to get in line with what the NFL market is for running backs and just kind of trying to minimize that running back, you know, um, contract for next year. Like, what is it? I don't know what it is. Like, I wish I could tell you. I wish I had an answer for you. But what I do know is that I think this fan base is panicking for no reason. I feel like, okay, we lost two games. We lost two games last year. I mean, look, we lost back to back last year. We lost to the Cowboys. We lost to the Saints. Right. I mean, I, I didn't remember that until I looked at the schedule from last year. Like, I forgot. But I think we're we're panicking in the time we don't need to panic. We're 10 and three, four games to go, two games against bad teams. Well, three three games are bad against bad teams. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, I think season one of the War Zone is about to come out this might be before we play them, so should be okay for that for that week. Um, but I think that they'll they're here. I think last week they they heard us, but this week I think they're listening to us. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys remember that reference in White Man Can't Jump. You can hear Jimmy, but are you listening to Jimmy? You know right. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know, you I hear what you're saying, and that they're they're hearing us now, or they're listening to us now. The thing is, though, you know, Philadelphia fans they know football. You know, you know, you and I, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't play uh, you know, organized football, but I've been watching football my entire life. And if, like you said, if we could predict what's happening with what their play call, you know, people who are getting paid a lot more than we are getting paid know what's going to happen and so my question is can they can they get they can they get out of their own way and stop the 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 predictability that's that's a question i think needs to be answered yeah especially when um, i have the stats up because you know i I like to look at the stats i know stats aren't everything but i like to look at the stats because i feel like maybe they carry a little bit of weight with them now crazy as it is deandre swift is still Top five running back in the NFL. Barely gets the ball. He's fourth for yardage in the NFL. Fourth for yardage and only 100 yards off second place. He's really close to, to third and second. Uh, now, if you had to take a guess, where do you think he falls in carries? You know, he's fourth fourth most yards in the NFL. Yeah. He's got to get the ball a lot, right? Like He's got to be top you know, four or five guy with the ball, right? Oh, man. No way. There's no way. No way. No, 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 no. He's uh he's tenth and, and only by a like four carry margin from like twenty or fifteenth. Eh, who's above who's above him? Uh Josh Jacobs, who, who's doing pretty good, has less yardage though. Yeah. Uh Christian McCaffrey, who's got almost the most carries and the most yardage. Uh Travis Etienne got a lot more carries and less yardage. Wow, uh nice. Derrick Henry has a lot more carries, a little bit more yardage. Uh, Joe Mixon, a lot more carries, less yardage. Rashad White, more carries, less yardage. Uh, Tony Pollard, more carries, less yardage. Uh, Saquon Barkley, more carries. Remember how we talked at the beginning of the season about how great the running backs were around us yeah. with our rivals? Yeah, more carries, less yardage. Uh, Raheem Mostart, more. this is the closest one to him. 
He is second place, 924 yards, only 183 carries. He only has about 10 more carries than Swift. And then Swift, uh, I guess, I'm sorry, five more carries than Swift. Uh, Swift had 178 carries, 822 yards. Uh, one step up from Isaiah Pacheco at 176, so two, two extra carries for 770 yards. So only like a 50-yard, 30-40-yard, 50-40-yard difference, two carries. He is right. He has six... 20 plus yard runs eight seven and six are, are the leaders in the nfl so wow it's just one of those moments and one thing he's really lacking on is touchdowns mainly because when we get anywhere within 20 yards we pull him off the field right every time every i don't time. think i've seen that man in the red zone more than once all season no so i'm just it's just crazy to me to see that like when, when you see something like earlier in the season, we saw that Jalen Carter was averaging like the fastest or second fastest D tackle off the ball. Right. And the correlating stat was he was like top five most double team D tackle in the NFL. So the stats made sense. You know, if, if they're going to be this good, he's averaging more pressures and he's getting there more. You're going to need to block him more. Well, when you have someone who, who who is averaging more yards per carry than most in the league and, and is showing, don't you think you should maybe get him the ball a little more often? You would think so. I just, you know, maybe I, I get it. I'm just crazy. But, um, you know. So that they're, they're going into Seattle. In Seattle, the Eagles haven't won or beat, beat the Seahawks. 15 games. Since 2008. 2008 was the last win against, uh, which was, it was on November 2nd, 2008. I would say they're overdue. I would say they're overdue. Um, you know, the last couple of games, they, they lost, let's see, they lost 23 to 17 in 2020. They lost 17 to nine in, uh, of January of 2020. They lost 17, 17 to nine of January of twenty nineteen. Like these, these, these are these are pretty close games, and a couple. And but let's see, two, three of those were in Philly. The last three were in Philly. Um, these are both teams. I think they averaged twenty four points a game. The Eagles' defense has given up a lot of points. Do you see the Eagles' defense? You know, showing up and 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 not letting up, letting up uh, thirty points for this game. What do you think? They say defense travels, right? Travels and, well. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't hear anything about them staying in Texas and then heading to Seattle. Right? They came back home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're traveling. I'm guessing they're going to travel Friday. Yeah. So they're going to have jet lag on Sunday or Monday night. Um, so defense travels, offense doesn't. So I see a, a low scoring defensive game. That's what I see. What about you, Mark? I see a lot of the same thing. Uh, you know, I've been looking at it. I was just, as we talked to them, when we first opened the podcast, I made a joke about parlays. I was literally on DraftKings. I was myself looking at it going, you know, 38 points feels like a lot for a Monday night game for this team. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, for both teams, to be honest, the way they're, you know, I mean, yeah, Gino should be playing, 
But uh, the Seahawks have been hit or miss most of the season. They've had their good games. They've been they've had some pretty bad games. Um, you know, I mean, they scored what three against the Ravens, and then I think the very following week they put up like thirty against the Commanders. Like, yeah, you know, they've they've been kind of back and forth. I mean, I just don't see it's gonna be. I th- I think you're right. I think defense travels. I, I don't think we're gonna see a lot. And I think as long as we continue with this offense. Um, I don't expect much at all. I mean, we're not going to run the ball. I, I said it on. The, I commented on the the post on Instagram we had. Like, could we win every? We could easily win out. There's no question in my mind that we win the next four games. It just, it just, it, I'm mind blown. I, I can't believe we lost back to back in this season. Yeah. I don't. It's okay, but I, I just don't understand it because I just don't think the team is at that. Like, for as much as we're kind of down on the team at the moment if again i was talking to people like if you were to take the team just like you know we were talking with nat last week about paper tigers the cowboys have always been paper they look amazing on paper and then you play them you're like and they don't get anywhere they beat a bunch of half-assed teams and then once they play real competition they get smoked didn't happen last week um however like i feel like that's us right now like if you showed me our roster like being the season I right. remember people that calling me crazy because like, yo, we're going like 13, 14 wins easy this season. And be yeah. like, bro, it's the hardest schedule in the NFL. How do you expect that? Because like, I think, our, look at our roster. Right. How, do you, how do you not? And we hit 10 wins and people are thinking, I, I literally had family members being like, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. How did you know? And I'm like, <laughs> because because the, the team's good. And then all of a sudden, the coaching, I mean, not even all of a sudden, the whole season, we've seen it like, we kept winning because I say it, it, it was a team that was like, they're, they're fighting through this. And I look at it now, like they're just so sick of having to fight through this. And I, I said it before and look, I don't want to harp on the guy, but I really do believe this. I stand by this belief that I think hurts is I hate winning. I hate losing mentality is not as good as we took the quote to be. I think part of the holding on to the ball is, I don't want to take that risk because it could lose. Well, throw the goddamn ball, man. Like, yeah, let us go. You know how often we're go. tired of seeing you hold the ball for three, four, five, six seconds in the goddamn pocket, or you hold it for three, you've got a clear pocket, and you scramble out of the pocket and, and you get sacked, or you throw up an interception, you fumble the ball. Like, your decision making is abysmal this year, my guy. Yeah. And um, another another thing, I don't remember if I said it last week or if I thought about it and just wanted to say it now, but the the fact that Jalen is so always even kill and shows no emotion on the football field, I think sometimes works against him. Yeah. Like if there's no emotion coming out of your quarterback, where where are they getting where did they get any emotion to push through in those difficult moments in the game? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which uh, it's 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 a double edged sword because you want that when, when you're winning like I you know granted Jalen Hurts when he's he's kind of looks the same on the sidelines like from when he looked at Dallas when they were losing to when they were winning against Miami like he does he's just very even keeled very just like very composed and like solemn looking guy the thing is though he needs to know he I think he needs to know is that. When the team is starting to get down, he needs to be able to vocalize and step up and get it going. Like he's very vocal in the beginning of the game, you know, the whole pep talk and everything. But that only lasts a few series, right? Right. 
there needs to be more. I, there needs to be more. I'm, you know, I, I'm not out on Jalen Hurts. I know people are already already like are bailing out. I am not out on him. He, I think he's a tremendous quarterback. It's just I think there's a lot of a lot of talk in his head right now about what his play should be and where it can go and what it can be. Uh, and I think that's kind of maybe getting it to him a little bit. You know, I think I'm going to say it and because I feel like it's at this point, I, I feel like I'm going to reiterate it and, and people are going to, some people are going to say I'm stupid. It's fine. You guys might harp on me, but I feel like if anyone's going to say it, I'm going to say it. I, I, at this point, take it, take him out, put in Mariota. Fuck it. So, okay. so what okay. you're saying is, uh, I forgot who said it, but uh, you're, you're, you're co-signing with. Uh, I'm, I'm saying what Carr said. Yep. I'm not going to say he's a better quarterback. Look, don't be wrong. Obviously, I've said it before. Everyone here who watches or knows knows I'm an Oregon fan, but I'm not stupid. You know, like like I know what Hurts can do. I still believe that he's an MVP caliber quarterback, and I believe he can lead this team to victory. However. At this point in time, either he's being told not to run or his knee is actually hurting him. And the decision-making is too slow. I'm not saying that Mariota is going to make better decisions. I, I, I can almost guarantee you his passing is going to be less accurate. He's going to make worse decisions, but I think he'll make faster decisions because I don't think he's put in the same pressure that Hurts is putting on himself. Right. I think he'll feel the need to go out there and perform, and maybe it'll do well. But I think there needs something to get in there to make a bit of a change to the offense as a whole and maybe to Hertz's mentality. Maybe Hertz can realize, huh, maybe I can just be a quick gunslinging quarterback like I used to be and we can be successful again. And maybe because I don't think they're going to tell Mariota to not risk himself the way they're telling Hertz not to. I think Mariota, when he goes to scramble, is going to put his foot down and just fucking sprint because he's like, I'm just here for what I ha- I have to be here. Let me do what I got to do for the team. I'm going to lay it all out on the line. I don't have to carry this team to the Super Bowl. You know, that's not my job. That's his job. He's got to get his mind right. Let me just be the sacrificial lamb for the next week or two. Let it happen. Okay, so I have a question for you. These next four games, we got Seattle, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. I would say it's probably one of the easiest schedules left in this in the NFL. Mm, Should be. Don't. Right? No, division game, bro. Giants yeah, are going right. to play as hard, right. especially Giants, that first game. Right. You're right. You're right. Division okay. game. So it's not the easiest. No. Yo, Cutlass, my, man. My question is, are they must – all four games, are they must win in your mind, Miguel? As as, as long as the Cowboys keep winning. If, if the Cowboys don't lose any of these games, and they got some tough ones coming up. They do. They got Buffalo. They Dolphins. got Miami. They got – I forget the other teams after that, but they got some hard games. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think they, um, I don't think they go unscathed in this. So I think they lose at least one of those games, hopefully two. Um, ideally, if they lose two, that's ideal for us. Right. But we also need but, the 49ers to lose I don't at know, least must, one. But I'm saying, you, in your mind, are these four must win games? Yes. To keep so I'm going to say, go ahead, Mark. I'm going to say no. They're not must. I think, to, I think, I think our Monday game is, and I would say our Christmas game is, but I'm just going to say I expect us to win that game. I put it to you at this: the chance of the Niners losing a game the rest of the season, their their schedule is a joke. There's they're not. 
If they lose to Baltimore, I'll be I'll honestly be shocked. I understand Baltimore's a good team, but they're they're not there. They're not. And if it happens, I'm honestly going to be just blown away because they, they they shouldn't lose a game. They're locked up number one seed in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Would it be nice to be back to back division champs? Hell yeah, it would. And I would say there's a chance that the Cowboys do drop two. They could lose this week. The Bills are showing teams, you know, look, they're still the Bills. Even if they suck, they're still the Bills and they can still win games. They could beat the Cowboys. I truly believe it. Mm-hmm. They should. I don't know. I don't think should, but they, I could see Miami torching them. There was a I there was talk. It. I'm sorry, Mario. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, on that on that, on that subject, um, they're saying that if Buffalo pulls off this win against the Cowboys, that uh, Josh Allen takes the lead in the MVP race. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> oh, wow. no, no, no. Look, look. I don't <laughs> care. As much as I absolutely hate the Niners, mm-hmm. there's nobody this whole season close to CMC in, in deserving this trophy. He completely carries that team. That Tyreek team Hill. is nowhere near successful without him. Yeah, but it's, that's not a, it's not no, a, it, it's not it's a, not, no, no. It's, not, it's a quarterback. I'm uh, sorry. It's award. not, no, not, not this gonna, year. Not this year. So? He, he goes can't over. be. Bro, first off, first off, Josh Allen is still one of the leaders in turnovers. I'm sorry. You're not the MVP. You're not. Right. Brock well, Purdy is being bailed out every week by the players say, surrounding Curry, him. Like, he's the, Brock his... Purdy, you all you are is Tim Tebow 2.0 <laughs> in the NFL. You're, you're Tim Tebow in college in the NFL. Enjoy it while you can, kid, because when it falls, like when it rains, it pours. You saw it last year. You saw it earlier in the season. When you're sur- not surrounded by talent, you fall apart. Your team sucks. You just can't do it. You're not the guy. You're not. A lot of people say otherwise, Mark. A lot of people I don't care what people say otherwise. He <laughs> lost two players for three games, lost all three games. Yeah. The guy cannot win without the talent. Yeah. He's not that good. He's surrounded by talent on one of the best coach teams with one of the easiest schemes to run. And for some reason, in all the years that that coach has been there, no other team has cared to learn about their great offenses that they've run with absolutely jokes at quarterback. Would you say What's he's the a last system time? quarterback then? He's a system quarterback? I, no, I, w- I would say that that system is good for quarterbacks in general. In general Name the gotcha. last good quarterback that played for the Niners. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. I'll give you that one. Out, out uh, of love for the, I'll give you that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, would, you know, I would go back to like, uh, was Elvis Gerback but good? Eh. Steve um, Young. Steve Young really was. Steve Young is the last great 49ers quarterback. It's been a while. Yeah, but they've been Kaepernick. really well coached. I would not say. Uh, no, Kaepernick's a joke. Kaepernick's stats were tragically overrated. <laughs> that's your per- that's your personal opinion. It's not my personal opinion. <laughs> Statistics. He's really not that good of a personal quarterback. Opinion. He never was. Oh personal my god. Opinion. The fact Don't that let your politics is, interfere when our NFL talk okay? has nothing to do with politics. <laughs> I said that. I'll tell you what. When they went to the Super Bowl, when they went to the Super Bowl, yes, right, yes, Alex I remember Smith. that season. Yes, uh, hold yes. on, I remember. I remember because I was like, "Damn, Alex Smith's doing really good this year." He got hurt. Kaepernick came in, and someone had asked me. We were watching about when Alex Smith comes back. Do you pull him because Kaepernick, or do you play him because Kaepernick's played so well? And I said no. I said no. I said no. You, you ride the hot hand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get having a star quarterback, but the team's working around him. He's got the players he needs, and he adds a little more mobility. Let 
let Smith heal up. Maybe in the summer you have that conversation. But if Cap doesn't slip up, you run it. So they ran it. But then they didn't bother looking for the summer competition. They said, goodbye, Alex Smith. We got Kaepernick. And then Kaepernick never once reached the same staff he did. Have y'all seen the commercial with his leg? I don't watch commercials, but. Yo. (laughs) Next time I see that commercial, I'm taking a picture. I'm putting it in the group chat. Holy shit. All right, send it. Send it. (laughs) Holy shit. No, like, for real, though, like. I remember, like when that happened, I I literally was like, "Yeah, let, let Kaepernick happen." Then in, in, in the summer, you deal with, it. and they didn't. They said we got him, and then Kaepernick literally never reached statistically where he was during that run the year before, ever the rest of his career. Right. He was never that guy, and he's still the same players around him. Time so he's not. I wouldn't call him a star quarterback. Somebody explain to me how the fucking game is twenty-one nothing when the Raiders couldn't put up a fucking point yesterday last week. Uh, it was three nothing last week. That's a, and now it's Wait, twenty-one. I'm sorry, nothing. I didn't even know the game had started already. 21 nothing. God damn it. Um, uh, you're telling me the Raiders, right? Yeah. yeah. Tell me, thank God. I was like, don't you dare Chargers. tell me the Chargers are actually. <laughs> no, the, the Raiders. Holy shit. Chargers anyway. are. Um, would you say that guy, the head the head coach of the Chargers, he's done, right? He's not going to Oh, he's gone. Right? I'm surprised he should have been gone at yeah. the start of the season. No, nah, yeah, he's I'm done, surprised right? he's there. Again. I, again. I'm surprised I'm he hasn't been gone two weeks ago. I, I'm surprised he wasn't gone. Yeah, he's gone, right? Yeah, he's gotta I, be I, and again, again, I, I, I say it a hundred times. Yes, obviously, I'm biased towards Herbert, but mm. statistically speaking, his first four years, like he's literally up there. There was a stat that came out the other day, and he won't reach it. He's not going to make it because it's broken hand. He was one game away from tying the record, which was uh, was it Montana? I forget who else it was. It was one. It was uh, or maybe it was um. It was I don't know if it was Marino or but it's some quarterback Pat Mahomes and could have been Herbert for the most three hundred yard pass games in the first four seasons and oh, Herbert wow. still had four games left, right? And now he won't reach that stat. And it's like I'm sorry for you to be in that. I mean, people I know people that are, oh he's overrated he's a bust. You're putting you realize that statistically he has hit markers that have reached surpassed some of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league. Hall yeah. of Fame level players repeatedly with a team that can't find its own foot, like it, it doesn't see yeah. forward. You've got you've drafted repeated wide receivers who act like the ball's this big when it's thrown to them. They can't catch a goddamn thing. It hits their hands. It's like they're covered in oil. You watch those passes. There's like three passes in the last game to Quentin Johnson. It literally is like, oh no, oh no, like, he's not being hit. There's nobody around him. The ball's in his hand. I. Can't Oh shit! Like, <laughs> huh? how are you this bad? Yeah, yeah. It, it hurts my brain. Yeah. So, well, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully Brian Johnson's their head coach next year, right? Yeah, hopefully. If Brian, if Brian Johnson's the quarterback next, they're their coach next year. I might scream. <laughs> All right, let's do our but, scores. You know, let's do our scores for the for this game. This is uh, Sunday Monday night football. It was a flex game for Eagles going into. Seattle, uh, I think the score is going to be 24-17 Eagles. Oh, wow. I'm calling it for the Eagles. It's not a blowout. We, you know, I feel like this this area, Philadelphia area, needs a blowout to make to make to feel like that we're, we're good, we feel good, but it's not going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. But I see 24-17 Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still trying to decide if this flex hurts the Eagles or helps the Eagles. Not sure. At this yet. point, I feel like it wasn't deserved. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess I'll pick. Uh, Before we go. I, I was kind of leaning towards what you were saying, uh, Mike, with your prediction. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about it now, and it's just like I just don't – I have no confidence in this offense in the last two weeks. So I'm yeah. going to stick to a lower score, and I'm going to go – 17-14 Eagles. 17-14 Eagles. Mark, what do you say, man? Are you a I'm Seahawks fan this week? Have, I, I'm shocked you guys have so much belief in this team. Wow. This offense. Wait, 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 wait. Are we wait, precedence of Mark actually <laughs> like calling, picking the Eagles? Like this the first time of the this entire of pack. This it's podcast? A, 105 it's a episodes mo- for Mark Momentous moment right here. Get the confetti ready. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Let me go listen. All right. <laughs> here we go. I think you're going to see a little bit of kicking this week. I think Jake the Make is going to be called on a couple times. I don't know the name of the kicker for Seattle off the top of my head because my brain's not working, but I feel like he's going to be out there a couple times. I think you're going to see uh, Seattle put up a whopping 10 points. I think you'll see the Eagles with 13. Oh, The Eagles still going to win it. Sorry, boys. Sorry, <laughs> this point. I'm still a bird. Still, still got that bird. Still, still got it. Still ah. got it. Yeah, Yo, you know what, though? Take Elliott. Take Elliott. That's what it is. Take Elliott's going to make it. I, I, you know, it, it could literally be uh, a 13-10 walk-off with like yeah. a 48-58 yard um, field goal. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Slay's not playing because he didn't practice today, right? Because of his knee. Oh, Man. really? So the, who's going to so cover Metcalf? Bradbury's going to have to. Bradbury can't keep up with Metcalf. No the- way. You're gonna put and you Keely saw, Ringo you saw, or Eli Ricks on that guy. Well, that's that's what that's what Brad Johnson did last week. He he said, "Well, we know Bradbury can't keep up with Lamb. Let's throw Roby on him." And look, Roby got beat. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna put it right here. CD Lamb's gonna beat anyone against him most of the time. You, you might you might might have an argument if you had Prime Darrell Revis. Maybe if Sauce reaches the level you expect, you'd be like, all right, maybe I can shut him down. You're not shutting down. CD Lamb might might honestly be top three receiver in the NFL. And I, I can't stand that. I understand healthy Justin Jefferson. I get people want to say Tyreek Hill because he's just he's just too fast. He's just too fast. But like people say Devontae. Devontae is no. I've said all year Devontae is overrated. Jamar Chase has great games. He's got a lot to him. I don't know if he's top three though. CeeDee Lamb has repeatedly been putting up numbers. Yeah. And I still believe that Dak Prescott's a shit quarterback. I don't care what anyone else says. You go, oh, statistics. I'm a st- I like stats. I'm a stat guy. He's still like the way the game's set up for him, he- he's throwing to a really good guy. He's got a team around him. It's working for him. He's still not great. He's right. still not great. I don't care. Like oh, he's the leader of the MVP. Bullshit. Again, he's not. There's no quarterback leading the MVP this year. I don't care what they say. I'm not. I'm not believing in him. I never have. I never will. I thought Jack or Dak was a bum coming out of college, and yeah, because I said the same thing about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's proved me wrong most of the time this year. I think he's going to continue, but I don't feel the same way about Dak. Dak has never proven me that he's a star quarterback. I just don't believe it. I think you put C.D. Lamb 
on, let's say you put CeeDee Lamb on the Chiefs, I think you forget about Travis Kelsey in a month. I, I think you put CeeDee Lamb on, on, on the, the uh, Dolphins, and I think Tyreek is only half his amount of receptions. Like, he's up there. So, yeah, Roby's going to get beat by him, but DK's not as fast. Like, he's fast. He's a specimen of a human. But they've never utilized him like that. They only put him up like he's a, like an old Julio. Like, hey, go go get the jump ball in the back end. Like, you know, they're not utilizing the way you could. He's not playing the way he could. He's been hurt a little bit. I mean, you keep someone to cover him with speed, put a safety over the top to hit him. They're not going to throw to him all day. They're going to try to throw to Lockett, too, put Bradbury on him, and just you know, let the defensive line do what they got to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right that you know, you know. I heard last week they said that uh, Kyle Shanahan put out, you know, put out. He said, "I'm, I'm going to buy everybody's Christmas presents if you can get DK Metcalf to lose his temper." So like, everybody's figuring out that DK loses his temper easily if you get under his skin. Uh, do the Eagles do that? Do you know? Do is there some trash talking? Do, can we get under DK Metcalf's skin and, and get him out well, of his game? Rumor is that's why he's uh taking a liking to uh sign language in the recent weeks is because he's able to talk his shit on the field without being right penalized by the referees. Can you believe that he learned sign language to be able to do that? Yeah. Can I tell you something as a competitor of sports in my past? If I'm going up against you and I know that you just had your ass whooped back to back games, I don't care what you're saying. It's not getting under my skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at you trying to talk trash yeah. when you've done dog shit. Listen, and in my whole career, have I, has, he, has he lost to us in his entire career? No. No, I'm not listening to anything come out of your mouth. You're fucking burnt. No, there's trash. Listening, listening to uh, the New Heights podcast and listening to Jason Kelsey talk about, uh, you know, the feeling coming out of that Cowboy game. I feel like the locker room is going to be fired up this week. And hopefully... They play to the level that they're capable of, that we know that they're capable of playing because we've seen it last year. I mean, granted, we've had a lot of turnover in the off the defensive side of the ball, but this offense has been together the last three years. So yeah. should it be no excuse why this team doesn't go into a mediocre NFC West team and dominate them. Yeah, the Seahawks are six and seven. They're, they right. are not in the same echelon as the Eagles. And the Eagles need to sh- to show everybody that that they that they are above the caliber of what the Seahawks are. They have to. Uh, final words, Mark. Got any final words? Going to sound like a broken record. <laughs> Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Throw out the goddamn crap. Run the ball. I swear to you, I, I'm not even kidding you. I was literally on websites this week looking at what it would be to build my own custom coloring book. I'm just going to call it BJ's Playbook, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get it set to a print, and I'll put it up on our goddamn. We have a link for shop, right? Do we have our? We do. Our, yeah, we have a website. Yeah, yeah. I'll put up on there. Hey guys, come buy BJ's Playbook. You know, <laughs> I, may, maybe the maybe I'll, what I'll do is I'll have like the first five people that buy it get like a free pack of crayons to go with it or something like that. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> It's ridiculous. You know, it's yeah. just. I agree. Run I agree. the ball, guys. Run the ball. Yeah. That's those are yeah. my words. Run the goddamn ball. Yeah. Miguel, what you got, bud? Um, I would like to see the defense show up this week. Um, yeah, Mark, run the ball. I agree with you one hundred percent. But I want to see our that defensive line come out stout. I want to see 
Was that 30 and 6 when we run the ball more than 23 times, 3 and 8 if we run it less? Yeah, that's great. Um, but I want that defensive line to show up. Where's Jalen Carter? Well, Jalen Carter got the touchdown last week, so I can't really say anything about him. But where's everybody else? Where's Nolan Smith? What is going on with him? How come he's not on the field? Like he, he's on the field, but not as much as we believe he should be on the field. Why? I thought that was the whole reason we got let Derek Barnett, who we didn't touch on in the last two weeks, that got released. We yeah. never brought up his name last week, but I thought that was the whole reason to, to release him is to give him more playing time. And now, all of a yeah. sudden, we see him on special teams mostly. Yeah, I agree. Is he, not, is he not getting it? But that's neither here nor there. I I would like to see this linebacking core also make some big plays. Um, but yeah, all around defensively, I just like to see the defense show up. I, you know, I would like the defense to show up too. It's just I think the defense is a little burnt out. Like yeah. they they are burnt out because yeah. the offense. That's why you wonder why where's Nolan Smith? Like where where's our rotating guys? Where's our guys right. to not get burnt out? Right, they're right. burnt out because the the offense is not. They're not doing a lot of sustained drives. They're doing a lot of. Why? Because they're not running the ball. They're not running the ball. So if you run so, the ball, you give the right. defense some rest. They give your defense some rest. They did it. I don't know how many three and outs they had last week, but you have too many in the game, and you know by the fourth quarter your defense is going to be done. And that's what happened. You know, that that, that, they were done by the – I guess they were done with, I think, five minutes left in the third quarter the defense was done. Um, so let me I just- was, What? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say that the the Eagles know that the 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 fan base is behind them. They know that the fan base is, uh, you know, a little hesitant about where their their play calling is, and we're looking for a, a win. We we're looking for a win to feel good about Christmas because Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming uh, a week from Monday. We want to feel good going into Christmas Day against that against the New York Giants. I want to feel good. I'm going into New against the New York Giants. It's a home game, so I want to win here. I want a Seattle Seahawks just to just to, just to disappear and the Eagles just destroy them. I really do. I want to destroy. Like I know I said 24 to 17, but I would love to see a destroyed like game here. Yeah. Like that's what let's, I would love to see. Let's make a statement. The statement I've been waiting for all season that I've called for earlier on in the season, we still haven't made. So yeah. if there's any. If there's not a better time in the schedule is now to do it, then I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, real I'm going to throw in there just because I've been, it's crazy. I feel like I've said it a billion times, but I'm going <laughs> to say it again. Uh, there's a weird quote I started saying last year. I've been saying most of this year. Was, it was something like, run the ball, run the league. Right. Yes. Like, I feel like that's, yeah, yeah. So, oddly enough, the number one seed in the NFL right now is the 49ers. Yeah. And oddly enough, they have the leading rusher, right? Okay. And the current leading teams of almost every division, let's say, you know, in ours, between us and the Cowboys, we have a top five running back, which is crazy to me because it doesn't look like he's ever got the goddamn ball. And a little further down the list, you got the Cowboys running back. And look at them being successful um the nfc north you know you got the lions now the lions don't have a star top level running back because both of them are up there if you combine their carries they're running the ball almost as much if not more than some of the other star running backs there um 
the Buccaneers, maybe they're not putting up the same amount of rushing yards, but I mean, Rasheed White's been doing a lot of carries down there and right behind them fighting for first place are the Falcons. Well, technically some are the Saints, but the Saints ain't. Uh, Bajan's barely getting utilized. He's still put up the numbers. Like it, it's like the starter of each, you know, of each of these teams at the, at the top is getting a lot of carries. You go to the Dolphins. We all talk about Tyreek. Raheem Mostert's the second leading rusher, and he shares the ball. It's almost like the guys who are running the ball are, are, are winning games. Like that was a big thing at the beginning of the year when the Ravens, when they lost their running back, they're like, oh shit. How, I mean, yeah, you saw Lamar, but you don't have the same running back, and they are still doing it. He's still running the ball. The Jags are winning their their division. Travis Etienne's a top running back. It's like, I just, I don't know how many more things to look at that I can say. Like I've heard people say, oh, we run it enough. We run it too much. It's just like it, it, every sign just points. The more you run it, the more you win. Yeah. But see, like you got to remember, the league isn't going that way. Even though traditionally running the ball is what makes you know wins the games, wins you games. But the league isn't going their way that way. The league is a pass heavy, pass friendly league. Well, I mean, you can pass yourself to a first round bounce. I don't care. I want to run my way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, this was, this has been a quite a long podcast, a little bit longer than that we you know, usually go. So if you're listening, still listening, thanks for hanging in there. Um, I love you. Yeah, hey, this we're, we're growing. We're listening. Nate, and... Nate, thank you for showing not showing up. And um... <laughs> I, I, he said he was going to, and he, I, I I didn't reach out to him because I don't need to hear a, a gloating Cowboys fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much love than that, but. Yeah, so I, I, the guy I, who chose the Cowboys wearing a blue shirt on the next pod. <laughs> I do yeah. it on purpose, man. I do it on purpose. Uh, Disrespect. So here we go. Instagram, follow us on Instagram, Squawk Eagles Podcast. Uh, if you want to subscribe to us, Instagram, and be part of the podcast, you can uh, subscribe to us online, uh, small monthly fee, and then you can be part of our, our feed. You can be in here listening. You can add some questions and add some comments. Um, if you also want to subscribe to us on YouTube, it's Squawking Eagles Podcast. And also, if you want to watch along and comment during the Lockerverse, uh, download the Lockerverse app. I'm Mike. That's Miguel. That's Mark. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the in-game post-game show. You know where I will probably do. be crying. E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles. Eagles. Let's go, Mike. Hit that music.